0: Hi guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast that we learn, where we study, where we grow. We try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Again guys, you can find the podcast on YouTube, watch a video portion there and subscribe and share, and then you can also find the podcast anywhere that you can get your podcast. And we're so thankful that you guys are here if you're, if you're existing and you've always listened, but we're also glad if you're new and you're joining us on the podcast today. All right, so I'm excited. About this one today, I'm really excited about this because I think with this topic, this um has really helped me personally, but I think also it can really help you too as you go through certain things in your life as well. So if you saw like on Instagram or, or Facebook or kind of wherever i I put kind of the promos for the next podcast that the topic is Jordan, or put your name there, but for me, Jordan, hurry up and go get dressed. Hurry up and go get dressed. Well, what, what, what does that mean? What, what do you mean go get dressed? I I don't understand. So let's introduce it this way. This is this is exciting. So you remember as a kid, and I'm a '90s kid, and I miss. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I miss being a kid. Like that, those are great days. Like it was just great being a kid. So remember as a kid in the '90s, you remember like on Saturdays, right? That was a whole event. So remember, you got your you got your, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, right? you got your Power Rangers, classic. you got your Ninja Turtles, classic. You know, you've got your Scooby-Doo. Those are classics, right? So you spend all Saturday morning watching those, eating cereal, watching great commercials. By the way, the commercials were so much better than, right? So you're doing all that. And then all of a sudden, you're still in your pajamas and your parents come down and they wouldn't say where you're going. They wouldn't say who you're going to go see. They weren't going to say what you're going to do that day, what you're going to get that day. They just said, take your pajamas off and hurry up and go get dressed. So whatever they wanted you to do, they wanted you to be a part of it, but they didn't have to necessarily explain in detail every single thing that you were going to do that day, did they? But what did they expect you to do? They expected you to do your role and your role as a kid, your role wasn't to figure it out. Your role wasn't to try to play fifty questions. Where are we going? Where are we going? Why are we going this? Why are we leaving? Right. Your role is not to ask fifty questions. Your role in the entire situation as a kid was literally one thing: go get dressed. That's it. And so, as I thought about that, and, and I saw a, uh, I saw a video on that. Uh, Sean Bree did a video on that. It was it was a really good little clip. But as you as you talk about it, as you think about, hurry up and go get dressed. It's an interesting concept because with our parents, they just expected us to do that one role, but sometimes, as God being our Father, as the Bible describes, sometimes as we go through uh situations in life and as things change and as things happen in life, sometimes the Lord won't explicitly tell you why you're going through this sometimes the Lord won't specifically um you know, tell you why he's allowing certain things to happen, right? You don't know why. But no matter what's happening, what does the Lord expect you to do and myself to do in our roles as as children of him? Go get dressed. And when we mean go get dressed, that's literally a phrase of preparation. So even though you don't know where you're going, even though you don't know who you're going to go see, Even though you don't know what's going to happen today or tomorrow, what's your role as my son, as my daughter in Christ? Go get dressed. And sometimes we even make that hard. You know, even as a kid, remember complaining, well, I don't want to leave. I don't want to go. I want to stay here. The fun is here. The good times are here. I don't want to go anywhere else. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone and get out of these clothes. I don't want to go. But sometimes, don't you think we do that with God, too? The Lord may have some amazing things for you right now, guys. I mean, just things that you're wishing for, things that you've hoped for, things that you've been praying for. He literally might have it for you. And he's telling you today, hey, go get dressed. Go get prepared for it. And what are we doing just as kids do? Lord, I don't want to leave my comfort zone. Lord, I don't want to do this because that means I have to do this. Lord, I don't want to have to change because that means I have to leave these people behind. Lord, I don't want to, I want to stay here in front of the TV. You see what I'm saying? We do the same thing with him. And so what we're going to do in today's podcast, what we're going to do, we're going to look at a couple things. We're going to look at what happens if I don't get dressed, if I don't get prepared. And we're going to look at a couple reasons there. But then as we kind of close and look at our last point, we're also going to look at, well, what happens when I do get dressed? What happens when I actually spend time preparing for what the Lord uh, is getting me ready for, right? So we're gonna look, at I'm pumped. I'm I'm pumped. I mean, I can't even put my sentences together right now. I'm pumped for this one. So this, this is gonna be a great, great study that the scripture has for us, okay? So let's look at number one. So what happens if I don't get dressed? What happens if I don't get prepared? Number one, here's what we'll tend to do. When we don't get dressed and when we don't get prepared, Number one, we'll waste time. Notice that phrase. We will waste time looking for answers. So as a kid, remember, you know, and what do kids always ask? Why? Why, 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 right? So sometimes instead of focusing our energy on getting spiritually ready and spiritually mature and growing up, sometimes we focus on the reasons why I need to get ready. Well, I understand I got to do this, but why? Well, I understand this is the right thing, but why? So instead of just asking why, sometimes we need to just do it. But so many times what we tend to do, sometimes we look for, we try to look for answers in other things and other people. We look, try to look for it in a sign. I got to wait for a sign. I got I to gotta wait to see if this is going to happen. Well, let's look at this first example. Look at Matthew 16, guys. Um, Matthew 16 and let's look at verses 1 through 4. Again, if you're new to the podcast, again, this is what, what we love to do here. We love to open up the Bible so you guys can take your own notes and you can go back and listen. And you can check you can check the scripture and, and really study for yourself. Okay, so Matthew 16, um, starting verse 1. The Bible says, so the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. So what did the Pharisees and the Sadducees want here? They wanted a sign. So sometimes what do we want before we follow the Lord? I got to wait for a sign. Okay, so let's see what Jesus says. Verse 2, he answered and he said unto them, when it is evening, you say it's going to be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, if it's foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering, oh, ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky. But you can't discern the, the, signs, uh, the signs of the times. So look at the example Jesus used. So you can look at the sky and you can say, today's going to be a fair day. But you can also look at the sky and you can say, well, it's, it's going to rain today. Something, something bad. We're going to have bad weather today. So he says, you can discern that just great. But you can't discern what's happening in your own life. And you also can't discern what's happening around you right now. Look at verse 4. A wicked and adulterous generation, what do they seek for? They seek for a sign. And there shall be no sign given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas, and he left them and departed. So again, sometimes we don't get prepared because, well, I don't see enough evidence for me to get prepared for it. I don't see enough proof Then I need to get prepared for it because guess what we really know in the back of our minds? Preparation takes work and we don't want to do work for nothing. We don't want to do work for nothing. So before I exert myself, before I exert my mind, before I exert my body and and all this and deny myself like Jesus tells me to do, I got to see a sign to see if this is worth it. You see, sometimes that's what we'll do with God, and then we do that as little kids too. Sometimes us that were are very remote, well, I'm not going to go until I know where we're going. I'm going to stay here till you tell me where we're going. Well, what is that? We're waiting for a sign. But did God ever ask us to wait for a sign? Sometimes we won't make moves because we're waiting for a sign that's never going to show up, guys. That's insane. That's crazy when you really sit down and think about it. Sometimes we won't make a move in life because we're too busy waiting on a sign that I should move. But wait a second. When did God ever ask us to wait for a sign? He never did. In Jesus himself, these words are in red in Matthew 16. Jesus said, a wicked and adulterous generation, they seek after signs. And that's not who we want to be, right? And so notice what the Lord wants us to do. So notice he didn't, he never said sit around and wait for a sign, but he did say grow, grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, grow in his grace and knowledge, desire the sincere milk of the word, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God, ask and it shall be given unto you, Matthew six and seven. So notice he replaces waiting and just sitting with actions. So. What is Jesus all throughout scripture? What is he telling us to do? Even though he may not give you the full picture of why you need to do that in your life right now, what is he telling you to do? Get prepared. Go get dressed. How do I get dressed? Maybe I got to grow up and be mature in the word of God. Maybe I got to spend more time seeking in the kingdom. Maybe I got to spend more time in prayer asking the Lord to help me. You see why preparation is so important. Some, But sometimes we'll just sit and just wait for something. That's so dangerous. And so this is what we don't want to do. So if I don't get dressed, then what's the alternative for not getting dressed? You're going to sit and your life is going to waste away because you're waiting on a sign that's never going to come. So look at this one. Look at Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. And uh, I believe it's verse number 43. Let me make sure this is the right text. Oh, yeah. Luke 8, 43. So this is also a good example here. Now, notice what this woman uh, did. Now, she had an issue of blood. But notice what she was doing all this time in verse 43. And a woman having an issue of blood for 12 years, notice how she spent her time, what she did. She spent all of her living on physicians. And neither could be healed of any of them. But if you keep reading through this text, who is the one person who could really heal her? Jesus. Jesus is the one person that can heal her. See, sometimes what we'll do, instead of getting prepared, we'll do one of two things. Number one, we'll just sit and wait for like the life. You know, we'll wait for like a shift in life. Okay, now I need to move. Oh, well, now I need to... You know, you're sitting and you're waiting on that. Or number two, you'll be like this woman here in Luke chapter eight, and you'll try everything else. Well, let me spend five years traveling. Let me spend three years dating everything that walks. Let me spend five years, you know, sowing my wild oats. Let me spend another five doing this. Then maybe after I do all that stuff, then maybe I'll find out what I'm supposed to be doing. You're going to be just like her. You're going to waste time, and you're going to waste time, and you're going to waste time, and you're going to waste time. When, who should we have come to from the jump? The person who told us to go get dressed and prepare. Jesus. So, for you, as we're talking about this, here's what I'm learning, guys. Sometimes in your life, the answer for certain things won't be very clear. Okay, it it just, it won't be very clear at times. But here's something that um, that my parents taught me, that the scriptures are teaching me too. Even though situations, even though people, even though whatever you want to put in that blank, even though those things become unclear at times, here's one thing that always needs to stay consistent, no matter what happens in your life. One thing that always should stay consistent is growing maturing, becoming a stronger Christian, and seeking first the kingdom. That should never change. No matter who's in your life, no matter who's not in your life, no matter what job you're at, no matter what job you don't have, those things, regardless of those other outside situations, growing, maturing, developing, getting better, doing all that stuff, that stuff, regardless, should never change. So no wonder why. Jesus is telling us to prepare because no matter where you are in life right now, guys, guess what you can always do? You can always get better. You can always mature. You can always get stronger spiritually. You can always do that. No situation should be able to stop you from that. Well, think about think about Joseph. So in all those situations, did Joseph stop growing? No. Think about think about Job. When Job, when things were doing well for him, Job chapter 1, did Job stop sacrificing to God just because things were, were well? Job said he sacrificed just in case his children sin. But then when things went south for Job, did Job stop growing? You see the consistency there? Here's the lesson that Jesus is trying to teach us. Things around you will never stay consistent. Here's Things and people will never stay consistent. God and preparation will. That's what I'm learning. That is 100% what I'm learning right now. God and your work ethic of getting better and being a stronger Christian and being a better person for you and for other people, that stays consistent. You can't control situations in your life. You cannot control people. You can't. But you can control how hard you work how much you love God and how much you care for other people. You can control that. So go get dressed. <laughs> so go get dressed, go get dressed. And here's one more, one more verse. I want to go for that point before we move on. Look at the uh, first Corinthians chapter 15 popular verse here, but I want you to notice the first word first Corinthians 15. Um, Well, not the first word, but one of the first ones here, verse 58. Therefore, My beloved brethren, be ye therefore, what's the first word? (laughs) Whether things are going great, whether things are not going great, what is your role in the situation? Be ye therefore steadfast. In your preparation? Yes, sir. Be ye therefore unmovable. In your preparation? Yep. And be ye therefore always abounding. So you're saying that I can be steadfast. You're saying I can be unmovable and I can be abounding regardless of my situation? Yes, but here's what we tend to do, and myself included, too, at at times. Sometimes I base and you base your steadfastness. We base our unmovableness. We base our abounding on everything and everybody else. So when everybody else around me likes me and wants to be around me, It's easy for me to be steadfast, unmovable, and abounding. But when situations and people change in my life, guess what? I can't be that steadfast anymore because I don't have support anymore. I can't be unmovable anymore because of this. I can't abound anymore because of that, because I lost that. Mm -mm. Regardless of whether you have it or don't, regardless of what it is on the outside, you can always be these three. How do we know that? Notice what the text says, be steadfast, unmovable, always, always abounding in what? In the work of the Lord. So what is the Lord telling us to do in first Corinthians 15, 58? Go get dressed. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, just think about how insane that is. Go get dressed. But how many times have we stopped because of what's happening around me? And around you. I just, what? Always abounding, always being unmovable in your preparation for as much as you know that your preparation, that your labor, it's not in vain. You're not working and you're not preparing for nothing. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. So Jordan, or put your name there, hurry up and go get dressed. Hurry up and go get dressed. All right, so then number two. So before we keep moving on, uh, if you want to support the podcast, we really appreciate it. The podcast will always be free. But if you want to support and help us as we build and as we try to grow, you can go to www.anchor.fm slash when scriptures become real slash support and then that link will bring you to my page and you can support the podcast and we would we would appreciate anything and we're just so thankful for the supporters that we already have and we're beyond grateful for your for your help. Okay, so Jordan put your name there. You hurry up and go get dressed. So what happens if I if I don't if we don't get dressed? We'll waste time looking for answers. Then number 2. What's the second reason of what happens if I don't get dressed? Good things will always pass you by. When you don't get dressed, good things will always pass you by. So again, remember as a kid, hurry up, go get ready, go get dressed. But we're sitting here and we're wasting time trying to figure out and trying to justify in our own minds why I need to go get dressed. So as you're sitting here complaining, as you're sitting here and as we're sitting here not getting dressed, guess what doesn't stop? Time. So you're wasting time like we just talked about. And so as you waste time, good things will pass. So because we won't put in the work, the good time, right, that you could have had, the good people that you could have had, that the Lord wanted to give you, it passed you by because you weren't preparing for it, but you were complaining about why you should prepare for it. So sometimes, guys, good things pass us by for a couple reasons but here's one sometimes good things pass us by because we think we can't live up to the good thing you know you think about jesus jesus is described as a in hebrews uh, a man that was perfect was tempted in all ways as we are in all points but without sin so sometimes when you especially that verse specifically Sometimes when you look at that and when you think about Christ and think about his perfection, sometimes we won't get dressed and we won't prepare because we already know within ourselves, I've already missed the bar. I've already missed the bar because of what I've done. I've already missed the bar because of who I am now. I've already missed the bar because I'm not growing currently. I'm I'm missing the bar right now. So sometimes why prepare when I'm already so far behind in the race? I, don't, I can't catch up. I can't, I can't get where I need to get right now. Think about this example. Think about a, a chef in the kitchen, like a master chef. And the master chef in the kitchen, obviously he's a master chef for a reason. So he can do everything by
1: himself, can't he? But that master chef, he wants, he wants others there with him to enjoy
0: what he's cooking. So he wants sous chefs there with him. That sounds like a great opportunity, right? Man, I can work with a master chef. I could be around a master chef. But some won't take that opportunity because they feel like I can't be what the master chef needs me to be. I can't be that for him. So instead of preparing and at least trying,
1: I'm not even going to try because I can't be that. But here's the thing about it. Did the master chef in that example, did he ever ask somebody to do his job? No. What the master chef wanted, he
0: wanted someone there with him to support him in what he already does. See, the master chef didn't ask anybody to become something that they're not. He's asking them, to get better and to grow with him. That's the same thing Jesus is for us. We can't be perfect because we've already sinned. But Jesus, every day, whether we've sinned, First John says if we confess our sins before him, he is faithful and just to forgive. As we grow each day, Jesus wants us to become more like him each day. But guess what? In order to become more like Christ, in order to become more like uh more like him more like those people that you that you admire guess what you got to try you got to prepare because if you don't try then you're going to miss out on a good opportunity and you're going to miss out on a good thing and I don't know about you but here's one one thing that I don't like in life is when a good opportunity presents itself and because of your lack of preparation man I missed it I mean, it could be anything, it could be like it could be a sale at Best Buy, it could it could mean I missed free, free coupon day at Taco Bell. <laughs> I don't know, but you're just like, Man, I missed it! I was right there too. Man, I missed it, right? So sometimes we'll miss good opportunities and we'll miss good things and good people for that sole reason that I can't live up to that good thing. Then, number two, you know, when you think about it. As we talked about before, so have you ever been late to like a a meeting or uh, been late to, I don't know, somewhere you're supposed to be? Many times when we miss opportunities in our lives, most of the time, it's not because of other people of why we miss the opportunity. Sometimes, most times actually, we miss the opportunity because of my lack of preparation for it. Well, Jordan, well, it's not that simple. If you saw on on Instagram today, I put something up and I saw it. It was it was a great thing. It said uh, a lady was interviewing a guy and the lady said, well, what's the biggest lie or deception that you've ever been told? And the young man told the, the interviewer. He said the biggest lie that I've ever been told is that it's not that simple. And she said, what do you mean? It's not that simple. And he said, all my life, people have been telling me that. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. This is a phrase that we use when we don't prepare. And it's not that simple. He said that phrase is used. He said that phrase is a lie to get people to stop preparing and to get people to give up on their opportunities. So then the interviewer asked, well,
1: what's the truth then? And he said, the truth is, It is that simple. So think about it. Think about following Christ.
0: Don't we make that hard? Well, you don't understand my situation. It's not that simple. You don't understand my home. That's not that simple. You don't understand my personal choices. It's not that simple. You don't understand what I've done in my past.
1: It's not that simple. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But you're the one. And I'm the
0: one that's making it hard. So going back to that chef example. What did Jesus tell us to do in Matthew? In Matthew chapter 11. I believe that's the right text. Yeah, Matthew chapter 11, verse 38. Jesus said, come unto me. All ye that labor, preparing, and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Well, Jesus is not that simple. Yeah, it is. But we don't make, we make it hard because Jesus, I can't live up to you and I can't live up to everybody else that follow you. I can't live up to that. Take my yoke upon you and
1: come and learn. So guess what it takes, guys? Effort. You got to come. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, sometimes,
0: guys, we miss out on good things because we make the excuse of why I'm not good enough for the good thing. Guys, we got to stop. It's hard, and I understand, but you're going to waste your life away by you believing that you're not good for Christ and you're not good for anybody else. You're going to waste opportunities after opportunity after opportunity. And what you're going to tend to do and what I've seen in in my ministry is you're you're going to go to opportunities and you're going to go to people that are just like you are. If you don't feel like you're good enough for Christ and good enough for anybody else that follows Christ, you're going to be with somebody that's just like that. You will be with your counterpart just like you. And the life that you're living now that you want to get out of, they will dig you deeper in a hole in the same life. And so you're just like that little kid right now. I don't want to go. I want to stay here. I don't want to change. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. I don't want to get better and mature. I don't want to do it. Sounds like a kid, doesn't it? But sometimes in order to get better, Jesus said, hey, man, you got to get out of this environment. You got to come with me. Someone says, hey, I can take you out of this environment. You got to come with me.
1: You want to go? But you got to come. Look at this. Look at, look at Psalm chapter 34. A couple more verses here for this
0: point. Psalm 34. um, uh, da, 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 da. Psalm 34, verse 10, I believe. Yeah, Psalm chapter 34, verse 10. So notice, again, we're talking about the good thing, right? So notice what the text says. The young lions do lack and they suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord, doesn't that sound like Matthew chapter six, verse 33, those that prepare, those that are preparing for situations, the Lord shall not want or keep away any good thing. So the good things that you want in your life, what must you be doing for them? Whether you know it or not. You got to prepare. Now, look at this this last example here. Look at John chapter 20. John chapter 20. And sometimes we can fall into this example just like this here. John 20. And um, let's begin in verse 24 with Thomas. So you have the disciples, right? Jesus had already revealed himself to the disciples. But notice what Thomas says beginning in verse 24 of John 20. And Thomas, one of the 12, called Didymus, notice the end of verse 24, was not with them. When Jesus came, so guess what Thomas wasn't doing, but the other ones were. Go get dressed. Now watch verse twenty-five. The other disciples who'd been doing what they were supposed to do. The other the other disciples said unto them, "We have seen the Lord." And he said unto them, "Except I see the hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger in the print of the nails." and I thrust my hand into the side, I will not believe. So doesn't Thomas sound like that little kid? I'm not going to move until you give me a reason to move. That's not what faith does, guys. And especially when you read Hebrews chapter 11, the whole chapter, faith moves not based off of evidence to move. Faith moves because God said it. So the disciples said, man, we've seen him. Thomas said, I won't, I won't believe unless or except I do this. I have to see this before I move. So what did Thomas want? Thomas wanted a sign. And what did Jesus say in Matthew 16? The wicked generation, what do they look for? A sign. So what have you been looking for in your life to move and to grow as a Christian person? Maybe it could be possible that you're waiting for a sign that's never going to show up. You know, it's have you seen those movies where um like a guy or a girl is waiting on a girl or guy and they're sitting at, like at the at the train station and the film kind of moves real quick and people are going in and out and they're just sitting there. They're just waiting for somebody to show up that they're expecting and they never show. That's 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 kind of what we can do in life. Sometimes we can sit And we can wait for something that's just not going to show up because you're not getting prepared for it. Same thing here. Go get dressed. So sometimes. So what happens if I don't get dressed? We'll waste time looking for answers. Then, too, if I don't get dressed, good things will always pass us by. But let's look at the flip side. So what happens if I do get dressed? So now let's look at this. So. Let me, let me introduce this, this point this way. The, for me personally, the hardest thing that I'm finding out in life sometimes is preparing Matthew six, Matthew seven, right? First Peter, the hardest thing I'm finding out in my life is preparing for people
1: and for situations that may never happen. Let me say that again. The hardest thing.
0: It's preparing for people and preparing for situations that may never happen. So it's one thing to prepare for a definite. So, well, I got to prepare my body for the game tomorrow. So, you know, if you put in the work, you have the opportunity to exercise that work tomorrow. Or I need to prepare my mind for tomorrow's test. So, you know, if you stay up late drinking coffee, you know, that's not wasted because you're doing something for tomorrow,
1: right? But think about it. Think about how hard it is to prepare for something that's not a definite.
0: So you and I, we can, we can prepare financially
1: and we can invest money that I may never get back. But what are we supposed to do? Go get dressed. I can prepare
0: for a wife. You can prepare for a husband but you might not never meet him. You may never meet her. But what does the Lord want me to do? What does the Lord want you to do? Still go get dressed. I can prepare to be a father. You can prepare
1: to be a mother for kids that aren't even thought of yet. But what does the Lord want us to do? Still go get dressed. But here's the last one. We can prepare for a place called heaven that I've never seen. But what does Jesus still tell us to do? Go get dressed.
0: Here's the last thing I want to mention about that. All this that we're talking about, about hurry up and go get dressed. The one thing about our Lord that you'll find out as you study the Bible is the Lord would not tell you to do something that he hasn't already done. So what is what is God and what is Christ? What are they telling us to do in, in unknown
1: situations and unknown futures? Go get dressed. Well, that's easy for you to say. Well, think about
0: Jesus is still doing that. So look at this. Look at John chapter 14. Here's the last thing I want to look at today. John 14 and um, look at verse um. Number two, and then we'll read verse three, two, in my father's house, there's many mansions. And if it were not, so I would have told you, I go
1: to do what now y'all? I go to prepare a place for you.
0: So Jesus, God, as our parent, guess what he's been doing in the background? He's been doing the same thing that he's asking you to do. So Jesus is preparing. And sometimes, like with our parents, they may have done back work that we didn't see. But what are they trusting you to do? Trust me that I prepare. So when I tell you to prepare, so you need to get ready too. So Jesus, has already, Jesus is doing the work. Then look at verse 3. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself.
1: And where I am, there ye may be also. So Jesus is preparing for you. So how come you can't prepare for him? Jesus is preparing for you.
0: How come you and I can't prepare for him? Well, Jordan, I don't have the answers. Does that matter? Jordan, I don't know if it'll ever happen. Does that really matter? Jordan, the evidence shows and the evidence has continued to prove to me year after year that it's never going to happen. Does that matter?
1: What did Jesus tell you to do? Jordan, put your name there. Go get dressed. And here's the beautiful thing about that, guys. Jesus right now
0: might be telling you to go get dressed for a situation that will just blow your mind. That's just, it's beyond words. It's beyond your comprehension. It's beyond what you could ever think could happen for a person like you, for a person like me.
1: It could be beyond our wildest dreams. But here's one thing that for me at least that
0: keeps driving me is whatever that blessing is, I don't want to miss it because it's my fault that I missed it. I don't want to miss it because I didn't try. I don't want to miss it because I didn't think I was good enough for it. I don't want to miss it because of that. I don't want to miss it because it's my fault. I want to get prepared. Now, whether I get it or not, that's not my concern, my concern is preparing
1: for it, so Jordan, put your name there, hurry up and go get dressed, man, what a podcast
0: right what a what a study yeah, It's just when you look at things through the eyes and through the through the lenses of God, sometimes it it takes that human perspective out of it, and sometimes it just makes you refocus and rethink on the things that you need to think on and get better and mature at. So, man, I hope this was really able to help you. This has helped me tremendously as I study for this, and I hope you guys can see why I was so excited about it because, I mean, this is just, ah, uh, man, it's just a great study. It was a great study, and I enjoyed being here with you. Um, thank you guys so much for being here uh, for the podcast, and we're just so thankful that you guys are here and we can grow and study together. Again, if you guys ever need help, like I always mentioned, DM me on Instagram. You know, DM me on On the new Facebook page, when the scriptures become real, if you have my number, text me. You know, we can Zoom call, whatever it is. You know, we're just so thankful that we can build this together and that we can grow and study and we can help each other out. So, Lord willing, I'm hoping to be on with a few guests, actually, this week. I have to do some confirmations, but be looking for another podcast this week, hopefully. And that's going to be a great one, too. We're really looking forward to that podcast as well. So, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you guys. Thanks, guys.